Hear me? Asado. Yeah, I can hear you guys. Excellent. You ready to start the show? You ready? Absolutely. So ready. <laughs> All right. Hello and welcome to Next to Nothing, a podcast for gamers on a budget. I'm your host, Danny K. With me, as always, my partner in crime, Mr. Green Elite. How you doing? I'm doing all right. Uh, having a interesting day. How are you? I'm good. I am uh, tired. I actually ended up having to take a power nap. We were talking pre-show. I had way too much to eat, and then like my workout was really hard. So I ended up taking a power nap on the couch for like 15 minutes. <laughs> so I'm just like, I'm still trying to get the, uh, let's get the train rolling again. Uh, of course, it's not a show if we don't have Rev. Rev, how are you doing? Oh, man, I'm, I'm doing all right. I'm lazy today. I'm just like, I'm in full slacker mode, mm, mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm all about that life right now. <laughs> um, so uh, before we get into the meat of the show, we have some things to get out of the way. Of course, we are still sponsoring SWA Motorsports Racer Dead Shattered as he hits the track in the Outsider Racing League. Watch him rep the NTN logo every Saturday at 9 p.m. Central Standard Time on the Sim TV YouTube channel. That's S-Y underscore... I'm sorry, S-Y-M underscore TV on YouTube. Links in the description of this episode, uh, as always. And then, of course, we have a lot of things to talk about, so I'm going to just be real quick with this. But if you guys are new to the show, welcome. We appreciate you guys being here with us. Uh, if you guys like what we do, uh, you guys can follow all of us individually on Twitch or Twitter. Um, if you uh, miss any part of the show, you can find us on YouTube. You can also find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are found. But I think that's all that we need to do. Um, you guys ready just to get right into the meat of this thing? Let's just dive on in head first. Let's, what's up, you beautiful bastards? And let's just jump right in. Uh, <laughs> I've been playing a shit ton of Minecraft, but it's been infectious. Uh, Green Elite, you, you just started playing Minecraft in the last couple days. How you, how you feeling? Uh, you're muted, bud. Oh, <laughs> I said I, I just I don't have words to describe how I feel about this game. It's just uh, I, I've never played Minecraft before. Um, I've played like some knockoff like phone games uh, with my, my my nephews when they were trying to play Minecraft. But I, I've never gotten into Minecraft. Uh, it's, it's a pretty interesting game. Uh, I, I hope no one actually needs like a description of how this game is or what this game is. Uh, I never played, never played the game and I knew, you know, the basic logistics of the game. Um, but yeah, it's, I can't say that it's my favorite game by any means. Um, there's been times where I'm like, just trying to build something extravagant and I get like really tiresome of it, but damn, is it addicting? Like I can't stop. I haven't, I have an issue. It's got, I, what? it's got like one more hour vibes, one more hour, one more hour. And this is going to be done one more hour. And I've got this taken care of one more hour and I'll have all the diamonds I need. Uh, It's like, I, I, I get a project 
like in my head, and then it's like I have to get it done, and I that's all I think about. It's like I have to get that one part of that uh, building that I'm making done, so way I can let it rest. And all I want to do is rest. It's just so much. It's it's a fun game. I, I mean, uh, for the price point of what I paid for it, I don't know if it was necessarily worth it for me. Um, I am having a lot of fun when I play with people. I think that's what makes it worth it at the at this point in time. If it was just me playing the game, I honestly wouldn't have spent the that amount for the java edition um i probably would have just got like a uh discount uh what's the microsoft what's the other version uh there's the bedrock version yeah i honestly i'd probably would have gotten the the discount mm-hmm. uh, uh code for that um and paid like 10 bucks for it yeah if if it was just me yeah but yeah now i haven't taking you into one of these yeah but have you ever thought about doing a minecraft adventure map i have not i don't even know what that is so you can people make like these adventure maps you know these linear stories where you have to go through and and uh a lot of times it was centered around getting wool you know you'd find a you'd have a trophy room and you'd have to go find a wool in a certain level and you would slowly get better gear and you know have to deal with more mobs and less and you know have different challenges and stuff to puzzles and whatever else they're pretty elaborate uh adventure maps but it might be something actually worth you know because i still have the realm up maybe we'll do yeah get a couple people to do an adventure map they're they're kind of long long adventures they a lot of the youtubers i've seen play them it's usually like a 20 episode affair uh but so overall your experience i mean you started out with I mean, in a in a large group of people, but you, you've yeah. been enjoying it for the most part. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know if it's a game, like, because I also have to take into consideration, like, what am I willing to play, um, when I'm not streaming versus what I'm going to play when I when I am streaming, and that really doesn't fit the criteria of like this show in particular. But I don't know if it's a game that I would continue streaming on like a long term kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But I mean, as a, like a day off when I'm not streaming, but others are on and I'm able to get on, that would be probably the, the best time to play it as well. Yeah. But that's more of a personal thing for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Padre, thoughts, questions? You know, I uh, I myself haven't played Minecraft at all, but my son and my wife both uh, they play it pretty, pretty regularly, like very regularly, um, and and it seems like the kind of game that uh, I kind of for me it kind of feels like it would be the same kind of game that Green's describing it as, like one that I would probably end up getting into, but probably not really like too heavy, um, mostly just because I have. Probably of the people I know, I have probably the top three shortest attention spans. And so anything that becomes tedious, like like meticulous rather, because I guess tedious has kind of a negative connotation to it, but like more of like a meticulous, you know, grindy type game. I just it's not I can't do it. Um, 
it's just not my style, but it's something that people have actually talked to me about like, Hey, you know, it would be kind of fun if you got your son in here to show you the ropes on this, but I don't know. Um, it, it just, it just doesn't seem like my style, but I'm always up to try something. I just haven't done it yet. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's one of those games for me. It's, it's comfort food. I always go back to it whenever there's just like, I, I just need something to chill out and let my mind wander or like let some sort of creativity flow it's oh like i said it's very comfort food um they keep adding things to it which only makes it a little bit easier to return to it you know they always do different quality of life stuff and then it's like when i have the creative you know bug um you know oh look at all these new these new colors and these new shapes and textures and all this other stuff that I can add. So that's why I keep returning to it. Um, it was also really cheap when I first started playing it and it ran really well on my laptop that I had at the time because the game uh, will probably run on most potatoes uh, with LCD screens. So uh, yeah, I, uh, and, and one of the things I could say for it, like as somebody who's kind of from the outside looking in is it does have something for everyone. You know, you have your actual like in game, type of story mode that you go through, you know, with the Ender Dragon, stuff like that. But you also have, like, your creative mode for the people that just want to build neat stuff. Like, I have a friend who, that's all he does. He just finds something he wants to build in Minecraft and just sits around and tinkers with it and builds it and then takes a picture of it and moves on. You know, it's, it's so that that's one thing. And, I mean, if we go back to the first episode we did, or the last episode we did of last year, I talked about, we, we did our top 10 games of the decade, and I actually made Minecraft my number one because it's it, – it's like the only game that still holds up, even though it was technically originally released in the previous decade, that it's still as popular as it is. So, I mean, there's obviously a reason for that. You know, it's not just not just a novelty thing that, you know, or a, or a passing fad. I mean, there's obviously something there that's that's keeping it running because no game. I don't I don't think there's a game out there that's had a, the, that level of longevity in this day and age. Yeah. No, I agree, and I think I, I put it on there, too, because it did technically, like, the beta release in 2009, it really didn't get a, a release until, like, 2010, I think, but, um, yeah, that's that's Minecraft. I didn't think, I don't think we're going to spend too much more time on it. Um, is there anything else that you guys want to mention about it, though? No, no, it's pretty straightforward. Yeah, you've been enjoying it. It's been It's been an experience. Yeah, it's it's definitely been an experience. Yeah, yeah. I built a full full size castle. Yeah, with a wall, and I just finished. Like I'm finishing up the wall now, um, and I just want to get that bit done, uh, before I like actually take a break from it. <clears throat> like you know, like a a few days break before I go back into it. <clears throat> so yeah, just building. Did you see the look of joy and like pride in his eyes though when they lit up when he was talking about his castle though? That's exactly what that's that's what it does to you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, whatever he mentioned, he's like, I built a castle. He got so smiley, so <laughs> he's so excited. It's a nice castle. Uh, uh, Danny referred to it as White Castle because part of it is it looks like a White Castle. Yeah, like the restaurant. Are you guaranteed to have diarrhea when you go in? Yes, <laughs> absolutely. That's every okay. yeah, every White Castle. Go. That's a White Castle then. Yeah calling you out white castle <laughs> oh shamelessly shamelessly trash mm, anyway um 
Cool. Anything else on this? No. Okay. Well, let's get into our next topic. Rev, this is one for um, you, a game that you've been playing. Me. Okay. So I uh, got to got to try out a game uh, yesterday called World of Horror. Now, this game kind of typically, it fits my typical uh, my typical style of game that I play, off the wall ridiculously different styled indie game now with that being said uh it didn't I, I didn't really like it as much but it was for reasons outside of the game itself it was a lot more intricate than i thought it would be and actually pretty difficult in its battle system and i'm trash at video games so that just didn't play out well um but to, to describe the game world of horror uh i'll just kind of read you the um like the the description of it itself it says experience the quiet terror of this one bit love letter to junji ito and hp lovecraft navigate a hellish roguelite reality with turn-based combat and unforgiving choices experiment with your deck of event cards to discover new forms of cosmic horror in every playthrough the inevitable awaits now this was put out by i believe it's pronounced uh panstas games um there they were the developer and uh isbrid published it and uh isbrid also did uh valhalla which is another game i'm going to be playing um another kind of off the wall style very very different from this now the aesthetic from this game is what really caught me at first because you know it, it does have a lot of that that i mean that lovecraftian cosmic horror look to it with that junji ito uh like manga style and and that in and of itself got me because i love kind of like the macabre horror type type style but Essentially, you're you're navigating through this town to try to discover what's causing this cosmic horror to start cursing people and, and, and such. And it becomes very difficult. You have to find makeshift weapons and like half of it is in like Japanese and then like or and then parts of it are in English. Parts of it are in like the eldritch symbols that you can't read because they're not real. Um, and, and so that made it a lot more difficult. Now, for people who who can get into these intricate games. I, I could imagine it would be a lot of fun. Me, again, really short attention span. I died, uh, I think, like six times within four minutes. It was, I'm not good at picking up a baseball bat and swinging it at monsters, apparently. Uh, I, I swung wildly and missed. But I, all in all, it was it was really a cool experience, just not my style of game. Because you, you do find, you know, impromptu weapons, impromptu... Uh, little uh you know defense items and spells and such but if you go the wrong way once you're just you're screwed and you got to go right back to the beginning um and unlike you know a, a lot of your uh your roguelites when you do that you know you get to kind of keep a little bit of what um what helps you move forward like in dead cells you know you'll die but you can kind of build your character up enough to be able to progress a little bit further well this is not like that. You literally, you start from scratch and it randomizes things after. So you're not going to go through the same thing again. So when you think you have it figured out, you don't, uh, it, I think it retails for $15 on steam. And honestly, if it was my style of game, I would say it's a hundred percent worth that because there is, there's a lot of randomizing and replayability in it. But a lot of people I, I could see would be kind of turned off by the aesthetic of it because, again, it's that one bit style. And you can even choose like your color pattern, whether it's like blues or purples or whatever. Um, but it, it does have an overwhelmingly positive, you know, review basis on it. I won't go in and submit a review because I wouldn't feel right doing it because, again, it's just it turned out it wasn't my style of game. But you can access it on Steam for $15. 
um if you love the macabre and the horror of uh you know the uh the old gods of lovecraft mythos or if you like the works of junji ito you can get this it can run on a potato literally not just figuratively um and i would say honestly if you have the 15 bucks to drop on it give it a shot um because 15 dollars isn't very expensive for a game especially one with replayability this is something i might try to play again off stream it's just like when you're on stream and you're just dying over and over and over and over again in like three to four minute increments and you're not doing any better or progressing, you're like, you know what? It's probably time to change pace. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I would say definitely give it a shot if you feel like it could be your style of game. It, it would be worth looking at. Excellent. And you said that's $15 on Steam? Yes, I believe it's uh I believe it's also on Xbox Game Pass actually. Oh. Um I had it yeah, it is on Game Pass. So if you are uh an Xbox Game Pass subscriber, uh give it a shot. There's no reason not to. It's included, so do it. Um that, that's me. not even like an option. You have to. It's the rule. <laughs> yeah, you got me curious now on what what on where it all is. Uh it's on PlayStation 4, Nintendo Switch, Linux, Microsoft Windows and Mac operating systems. Now, this is something I could easily see ported over to mobile too. Yeah, I know that's what that's, I was just gonna that's say. one of the things. Yeah, it's. I mean, I could I could see this easily. Be I mean, there are, there are popular games on mobile that just they don't like they they would take up way more space and way more resources than this game ever could. I could honestly see this with with it being kind of like one of those deals where you could complete a whole playthrough within you know, if you're doing relatively well, you can complete a whole playthrough probably in 20, 30 minutes. That sounds actually perfect for mobile, you know go on a plane ride and in on your way out there, do a run through on it or something. But it, the, the randomizing of it really does make it a lot more difficult than I had anticipated. Yeah. But it, it, it's, it, it's a super interesting game. And again, the, the art style I love, I mean, that, that hands down was amazing to me. It It's right up my alley, but eh, yeah, I just suck at video games. So it kind of <laughs> made it difficult for me. So, you're talking about the controls and stuff like that. Would the controls on mobile be more difficult or would no, it work no, with a just, touch screen? It, yeah, no, it would work with a touch screen. The whole thing was point and click. You don't like walk anywhere on your own. You literally just click everything that you do. So it'd be, it would be super easy on mobile. It'd literally just be touch. Yeah. I'm surprised it's not on mobile. Maybe that's something that they're working on. It would probably be. Um, yeah. Well, as as far as I could tell, I could be wrong, but uh, Pantstas Games, um, this is the only title they have released so far. So, they, and it's still technically an early access game. So, it may be something that they're kind of working on. And Isbrid Games, they they've only published this and Valhalla at the time, and they have Nirvana coming out later. So, it's like both developer and publisher don't have a lot of experience out there on on these type of things yet. It could be something they could do because I can see that easily becoming a mobile thing. The only deal is um, a lot of your mobile games now, you know, they do bank on in-app purchases and stuff like that and making the app free because people are – people seem to – they tend to get the free games and the buy in-app, in-app purchases as opposed to just paying for a game. And there's nothing you could really do on this game for an in-app purchase of any kind. So I don't know if maybe that is something they're having a hard time finding a mobile publisher um to take on the project i don't know uh but i mean i could i could see it working out in the future you know maybe do it do it like a five dollar just game 
with no in-app purchases. Yeah, yeah. Be simple. Um, Greenleaf, any thoughts, opinions, questions? No, I am not. Is it like extremely horror? Like, is it like jump scare horror? I I wouldn't go as far as to say jump scare horror. There are a couple of like jarring moments, um, like that'll kind of catch you off guard. Like, oh shit, you know. And but the the artwork is what's the creepiest about it. It's that it's that kind of artwork that even okay. though it's that one bit kind of like you know manga esque looking stuff, if you played it and you were focused on it and you got done and you went out into the rest of the house and the lights were off, you'd feel a little uneasy. Mm, that kind of horror, okay. which is my favorite kind of horror. You know, the the ones like whenever you go to turn the lights off to go to bed, you walk a little bit faster through the room. Like that's <laughs> that's the best kind of horror. And that's the, I could see it being, you know, that. Yeah. But seeing, yeah. seeing all the Eldritch Horror stuff before kind of makes it a little less creepy now. But, you know. Yeah, it leans very heavily on the on the Eldritch Lovecraftian mm-hmm. and and it's a very it's a very interesting marrying between that and the uh in the Junichi uh Ito, right? Yeah, Junji Ito. Junji, yeah. yeah. Uh the Ito, the Ito style. Um the stuff I've seen of Ito just from various manga uh and anime youtube channels it's all very body horror unsettling and uncanny valley um, yeah which which happens a lot in lovecraftian horror too you know with like the fish people and mm-hmm. stuff like that and and this kind of like it does kind of toe that line between the two and kind of m- meld them together a little bit it it's it's something so unique like that's the thing like i've never experienced a game like it stylistically and that's one of the things that really you know really drew me in was one the aesthetic of it i was like okay i'm interested then they were like all right lovecraft juji ito i was like okay now you have my attention now i started playing it and yeah again it's probably something i will try again off stream because i was you know i was given this code i'm gonna i'm gonna get better at it maybe it's something i stream later on down the road it's just kind of diving in head first is a little difficult which it typically is with with games that are typically that are considered roguelites it's kind of it kind of comes with the territory so maybe it's something that as i get a little bit better and progress i'll kind of go back to because again it's just it's it's so unique in everything that it does it's it's really really intriguing excellent uh anything else on this on this particular uh game no sounds cool yeah that that pretty much covers it it's like long story short really cool aesthetic really unique game worth at least picking up especially if you have game pass and then uh get ready to have a bad time for a little while (laughs) (laughs) yeah well cool that was world of horror um i recently got my hands on a different horror game um it's called locked up i played the demo the full version of the game hasn't come out yet. It's supposed to come out here in quarter two, 2020. Um, it's current. The demo is currently on steam. It is, uh, by Emika games. Um, I was looking it up for the full version. Uh, the price, I didn't see a price tag on it yet. Um, I'll get into what I think the game is worth here soon, but some system requirements for the demo, uh, windows seven or higher and Intel I five, 3330 8 gigabytes of ram a gtx 
760 or AMD R7 260X or higher. Uh, two gigabytes of VRAM and six gigabytes of hard drive space. Um, so locked up, it's an atmospheric uh, horror game, uh, first person uh, perspective. Um, and I'm not really going to get too much into like what I think the supposed story is. I'm just going to say it's got very dark creepy very satanic and macabre um very yeah satanic and macabre kind of uh elements to it um basically the demo is you just moving between two different rooms uh moving items looking at uh looking at and examining different pictures and items um and activating things uh to progress it is this is one that green elite would not like this is Satanic, you say filled filled with jump scares um my and... heart can't handle that shit okay <laughs> don't you judge me um it's got a lot of deep foreboding you know oh god what's this gonna look like now and you know what's this dark shadow over here and what was that fucking sound um which real quick note on the sound uh when i was when i finished up and they were you know rolling the credits uh they said that they sourced a lot of sounds from freesounds.org which for people who don't do podcasting or really anything freesounds.com or freesounds.org uh is a great fully website but it definitely shows um a lot of the audio just doesn't sound like it's supposed to be there like it sounds you you know it didn't sound like they really took that much time to try to make it sound like it was recorded in the same room or recorded with the same um that the sounds were coming from the same kind of source stuff like that um hopefully in the final project that they take those sounds and kind of improve it a little bit better because there were just some moments where i'm like that sounds very different from everything else you know in terms of how like it sounds in your ears um overall it's a fun experience uh i think it's it's a very well done demo i'm kind of curious to see how they're going to go from this demo to a full story um or to a full experience um right now kind of thinking about what the full experience could potentially be uh i imagine probably a five or six hour game for that i would probably put a 20 dollar price tag on it uh personally that's just me um i probably wouldn't pay more myself uh padre it looks like you have something to say i i just pulled the trailer back up and this is the game you were telling me about uh like a couple weeks ago, right? The, yeah, because I, I saw the. I'm looking at the trailer, and it starts out with that ghostly looking woman, and then it shows like the the old VHS tape looking stuff. Yeah, it looks unsettling as all effing oh, get out. It, it is. It is because we were talking about it, it has almost like a layers of fear vibe mm-hmm. to it. But then you've got that that VHS tape where I'm assuming you're reliving these moments through these tapes you find, right? Um, not entirely. Sorry, no, I'm you're good. The trailer scared me. No, you're good. Um, which here's the sad thing is I played this and I and I intended to do a YouTube video, uh, a Danny demos video, and when I set everything up to record, um, my audio, my mic didn't record, 
So that's a lost YouTube video of, of my first impressions on this, which is unfortunate. So um, what really happened was uh, YouTube's TOS um, actually forbids you defecating on yourself on camera. <laughs> and so he had to delete the video of it because he couldn't edit out the fact that he didn't wear brown pants that day. <laughs> um yeah, no, I mean, it does get you, it does get you a, a couple good jump scares. It got me a few times. Um, I literally just, I, I just literally jumped watching the trailer Yeah, just now. I was, shit. Yeah, it's very unsettling. It, it does really well to get you that sense of foreboding and like tension. It gets you, it gets you primed really well. Um, right now, I think for, for this, this is definitely a good like Saturday night spook. Um, like you want to, you want to scare yourself on a Saturday night, you know, and have trouble <laughs> going through your dark apartment. Definitely one of, one of these games to, um, to pick up. Uh, have you, so you just watched the trailer. Is there anything that uh, stuck out to you at all? Well, okay. So I don't know what the deal with the creepy tall lady or the, the thing the what looked like a child spider crawling through the hallway was, but like uh, people who know me know I'm uh, a huge layers of fear fan. So with it, just putting out those vibes alone, I'm already intrigued. Um, the fact that they can get me with a couple of jump scares in the trailer and also give me that super unsettling feeling. Cause there's something about old technology. That's creepy, right? Like for some reason, there's something about like watching an old VHS tape in a creepy setting that just adds a little bit more to it. You know, kind of like when somebody's walking through an old abandoned house with an audio recording and you hear what sounds like creaking and whispers because of the wind. It just, it sounds creepier. And it, that's what I'm getting the vibes from this is like, there's, it, it's multi-layered because you kind of look like you're seeing things from the past and the present. And it's all scary. Like there's nothing about it that's not creepy. And if it's going to have if it's going to have jump scares like all throughout with stuff like that, I might have to take blood pressure medicine, but I really want to try it. I haven't played a good <laughs> horror game in a long time. Yeah. Um, I've been, I mean, I, I asked for suggestions on new horror games that are especially like indie ones. Cause I love, uh, I'm an indie guy and only two games were recommended to me that I had never heard of. And it was, you told me about locked up. And then our friend lucid told me about, um, Oh, something uh, lost in vivo which had kind of the same just the whole atmosphere in and of itself was terrifying and so i'm i'm really intrigued because i, I want to play something new that's scary and this is this has that vibe yeah yeah this is and this is a great one to pick up like i said for for like a quick scare i think it's 20 minutes 30 minutes right now um and it's got it's just got all the dark vibes that i really like i uh i'm not a huge fan excuse me i got a cough hot um i'm not a huge fan of like body horror but i i like the you know pentagrams on the floor and blood and like pictures of satan just appearing out of nowhere and like creepy kids drawings of like children murdering their parents like the fucking children in the corn that stuff is what i i love in horror one of the um, things that gets me is uh is like did you ever see mama where they they got that dude that has marfan syndrome to play like the monster in that because you know they can do people with marfan syndrome can do 
things with their bodies that people typically can't do and that's mm-hmm. what the big tall lady in the trailer looked like was kind of like reminded me of mama just like kind of like can twist and contort a little bit but not not like disfigured just like unsettling in, yeah. in movements yeah uh green did you look at the trailer or anything like that or are you avoiding this entirely nope. do it do, no nope. look at the trailer not doing I, it i need a live reaction <laughs> nope. Can't do it. I, I will give you 40 bucks to stream the demo hard no oh, i second that well, he'll he'll you'll match yeah i'll match that's 80 bucks bro to Dude, play a 30 80, minute demo <laughs> yeah yeah i would need this in writing it, dude, there. We're on a live podcast. Yeah, we, this is a verbal contract. I, I need it in writing because you're you're not in Iowa, and in Iowa it's a verbal contract. But I don't know what state what your state is for verbal contracts. Danny's in Iowa. <laughs> He's talking yeah, about you. That means I can get him, but I can't get you. <laughs> Come on, dude. Come on. It's just. <laughs> It's a 30 minute thing for for 80 bucks. 30 minutes feels like an eternity when your fucking heart is going to jump out of your chest. So you take some sedatives beforehand, you know? <laughs> Get fucking hammered. <laughs> yes. Right. $40 if you stream it. <laughs> $40 from each of you? Yes. Yes. Jesus. Right, into your, right into your bits. Right I'll donate it base. straight to your PayPal, bro. I will <laughs> PayPal it to you. I'll even give you a security deposit of like 30 cents. <laughs> <laughs> I okay. see. I, I'm i saying right into his bid, so that way he'll uh, get that much closer to payout. I'm or or payout. we could do it. In, we could do it in bits during <laughs> during the, make sure your alerts are on green. Uh, that's the thing with my two PC setup. Like I can't get the uh, for some reason I'm not getting my alerts. Uh, well, here's what we'll do then. We'll we'll get in a Discord call, and every time bits come up, I'll just scream in your ear. <laughs> <laughs> I will die. Oh man! So that's locked up. Do you guys have any other thoughts, questions, opinions that we want to bring up on that? No, I'm just excited now. Like, <laughs> just generally excited. Yeah, I am. I am looking forward to this. Look, he's already rubbing his chest. He's already got heart palpitations. <laughs> I, I've already, ha- I already, ha- I'm ha- already having a mild heart attack. Just... <laughs> Just be sure not to eat anything after midnight, as not to soil yourself. <laughs> cool. Uh, do you guys want to take a break? I could go for a break. Yeah, I could too. I yeah. could, I could get some water here. All right. We'll be back in about two minutes. Uh, we'll be right back. All right, so the next thing that we wanted to talk about on uh, this week's show was uh, just some quick news around Broomstick League. Padre, take it away. Fuck. Sorry, this one upsets me. (laughs) So, as y'all may recall, a few, what, a couple months ago, I covered uh, Broomstick League, a essentially rocket league quidditch right it it was a super fun little game got really excited because my logo was going to be in it but about a week and a half ago they put out a tweet that said uh due to reasons we cannot discuss at this time we will be uh shutting our servers down 
immediately. And we will be uh, removing the game from Steam and issue and working with Steam to issue full refunds. Now, now, even since then, uh, the the Twitter page is gone. Twitter page is even gone. Like they've they've completely deleted their Twitter page. I can only assume this is a hundred percent just pure speculation that's probably accurate. They received a cease and desist letter of some kind that said, hey, yo, stop. And now one of the most fun kind of not FPS multiplayer games I've played in a long time, I enjoyed it more than Rocket League, and I love Rocket League, is gone. And I am a sad, empty shell of what I used to be because of it. Man, it was, and, and again, there's been no new information come out about it on what happened. They're just, they've disappeared. Um, I did see that on the Steam page, whenever you try to visit it, it says at the request of the publisher. So I'm going to, I actually, I, I actually get in communications with the people from Virtual Basement from time to time. So I'm going to try to reach out to them because they, uh, they were the publisher for it. And see if I can get some information or if they're going to release any information about what actually happened. But what leads me to believe it was obvious, what leads me to believe that it was a cease and desist letter was the fact that um, it completely got removed and they couldn't discuss it. So there was obviously some kind of legal thing going on. I, I mean, in my personal opinion, I say obviously, that's just what it screams to me is that there was a legal issue that they can't talk about it. Um, so for those of you who uh, were excited, to get your hands on that Rev Sven kissy face to put on your capes and broomstick league. I'm sorry. It wasn't my fault. I promise. Yeah. That, I mean, it was just so weird how fast and how immediate it was. Oh, dude, drop of a hat. Drop of a I hat. I mean, it was like immediately. Which means that somebody with universal money, um, mm -hmm. and or, when I say universal, I mean the amount of money that universal studios has, probably said something <laughs> that's what, and that's what i'm assuming you know i mean they didn't mm -hmm. use you know they didn't use any trademarked terms or anything like mm -hmm. that but i mean that's all everybody talked about was how it was essentially just quidditch yeah you know i mean the characters the the characters that uh, the clothing that they were wearing looked very harry potter ish um they the the arenas didn't seem very you know Harry Potter ripoffish or anything because they had very distinct different arenas. Mm -hmm. Um, but I mean, it, it was one of those things that everybody looked at it and that was the first thing they thought was Quidditch. So it's kind of hard to deny that, you know, you can't, it, it's a hard fight to put up against a studio with a lot of money. And again, disclaimer, full speculation yeah. on, on why we think that that's the reason. I mean, it's, it seems everything would lean that direction, but, we can't say without a shadow of a doubt because they couldn't discuss it, but that just kind of furthers the, the thinking about it. Um, and I mean, there are, I, to, uh, somebody in chat just pointed out that they are working on a triple a Harry Potter RPG game. That is, I've, I've heard that, um, swirling around too. And, and that could easily play a part in it. It could be instead of just because it's Harry Potter based, it's because they're releasing a video game and there may have been some kind of uh, trademark filed or uh, or a copyright put on something Quidditch-esque in video game 
uh, setting. So there, there's just no telling. I mean, until something official comes out, it's all speculation, but it's pretty heavy, you know, speculation. Speculation and, con- and conjecture. Yeah, I about and- had a stroke there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did too when I saw the tweet. Because uh, <laughs> I, I did. I enjoyed the crap out of that game. I was loving it. It was so much fun. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we we had uh the, the whenever i was streaming it the first time uh the publisher had come in and was you know virtual basement's official twitch page was in there hanging out and chatting with us and we were like dunking on some trolls it was just like the most fun we had had and then somebody said hey cut it out yeah and they were like all right like, shit <laughs> yeah so that's uh the news around broomstick league we've been trying to get to that for weeks now we fi- finally got to it um, we were hoping to get some more information before yeah. we, we kind of put of it out there. But... That's part of the reason we were waiting on it because we are just hoping that someone was going to actually say this is what happened. Yeah, and then with but... their official Twitter page even dropping. Like at first people thought maybe it was they were pulling it to maybe work on something new, something different, or you know they were going to have to do some major updates and reformat some stuff. But then when they shut the Twitter page down, everybody was like, ah, shit. <laughs> yeah. That's never a good sign when the Twitter disappears. Yep. No. <laughs> um, anything else on Broomstick League that we want to talk about real quick? Not much to talk about now. <laughs> we kind of covered it all. Can't wait Damn to pre-order it. it. <laughs> right. I was gonna get me some of them game codes. Me and uh me and Viva and a few others. We we're just gonna get the game codes and hand them out like they're candy. Now they're just nothing but a bunch of blank letters. <laughs> blank letters and broken dreams oh yeah oh shattered great, dreams shattered dreams it's a great mm. emo song title yeah oh yeah yeah <laughs> the coming league, the league of shattered dreams <laughs> <laughs> empty letters and broken dreams that's the new song off uh the my chemical romance album our chemical bromance by the our way chemical is bromance. Is, is the new thing trust me it's coming y'all, y'all keep an eye out are you still are you still just shipping jared way and frank is that what's oh. going on no no we're forming our own little oh. group of uh of sad boys gotcha sad boys and stream our chemical bromance our chemical That's... bromance yeah we're gonna all just cry on stream together talk about how hard high school was <laughs> even though we're in our 30s and it's getting harder every day <laughs> oh um so i wanted to talk about uh, a story this is a fresh story this is ooh, fresh like right off the vine news story Hot. um fresh so the e- spicy <laughs> yeah um so the esrb put out a new rating label um which so for those who don't know the esrb is uh it's the rating board for run by the esa it's the um industry broad organization that is supposed to be a self-regulatory body uh for the games industry um so the new rating that they added to the esrb ratings is um quote includes random items and has been added to the already existing label of quote in-game purchases and will be assigned to any games that contains in-game offers uh, the new rating um, actually came from a request to the ESRB, and they put out a statement saying this. So they didn't do this 
they did this willingly, but they weren't the ones that came up with this. It was a request by somebody to do this. Uh, so this is what they said, uh, quote, since adding the in-game purchase notice to ratings assigned to physical games, many game consumers and enthusiasts, not necessarily parents, have reached out to us asking the ESRB to include additional information to identify games that include randomized purchases. The in-game purchases includes random items. Interactive element has developed uh, was developed in response to those requests. Um... I also did a quick little look around, uh, and according to the Sixth Axis, uh, in an article they posted today, uh, Peggy has taken similar steps with similar phrasing, at least in their English uh, materials. Um, so real quick, on its face, what do you guys think of this new label? I think if they're going to be, if if, uh, if randomized purchases, aka you know, loot boxes, are going to be included in video games, um, and they're not going to remove them because I'm not. A, I, I don't. I don't think they're a good thing at all. But if they are going to be in there, I think it's at least a positive that they're putting them on the front of the label. Now that being said, a lot of parents don't even pay attention to those labels. They don't. Um, I I could tell you that because my mom bought me Mortal Kombat when I was six. But it it it's a start. Um. I mean, maybe, maybe with these, you know, you will have those parents that are keeping an eye out on that and they're seeing these things. They're not going to buy them for their kids and you'll see sales dip and they'll start in uh, companies will stop putting loot boxes in games. I mean, it's a far fetched idea, but it's not necessarily out of the realm of possibility. Um, and as somebody who is against loot boxes, uh, I, uh, I, I think it's a positive step. Yeah, uh, Green. What are you just on its face? What are you thinking? Uh, you know, it, I don't think it's going to make a huge difference, as Rev uh, said. Um, but it is. It's good that they're actually marking that. Hey, just a heads up. There are some separate transactions in here, or experience-based loot boxes in this game that you should be aware of, even if it's like for parents or for people who are just purchasing the game themselves. Like it, it's good to have that information before you, you jump into it, which a lot of games have uh, been pretty like beforehand warning that there's going to be a loot box system, but there's some shady games that don't do that. Right. Uh, it's definitely a good step. Um, I don't know if it's going to make a huge difference though. That's my biggest thing. Yeah. Um, I mean, I have some thoughts, but I'll kind of get through some of the, the uh, just another question. Uh, this one directly at Padre. Um, you being a parent and you see this label on a game, does that throw any red flags up for you? Oh, 100%. Because well, growing up in a state where casinos are a dime a dozen and seeing what gambling does to people's lives, you know, it's it's not something I would be comfortable with letting my kids kind of be a part of early on, you know, like. Now, when they get older and they're able to make their own decisions on stuff like that, it's out of my hands. But I don't want them to kind of get that, I don't know, that uh, that trend going in, in their life. You know, like if, if I go to buy my son who's, you know, fixing to turn six, you know, the new, you, do you just say theoretically, we're going to go buy the next Animal Crossing game or something and it has that label on it. I'm going to be wary. I'm going to do my research. I'm going to look into it and say, okay, what exactly does this game provide before I let him buy it? Because a lot of the, a lot of, we're at that weird stage now where there are a lot of parents who don't even know what a loot box is. 
you know, like, so they see that on the front of the deal. They're just like, okay, it's just a reward for doing something in the game or something. They buy it for the kid anyways, because they don't look too much into it. But as us gamers are growing up and becoming parents, I think it, I think that is where we could see the shift in this to being more positive and people are actually going to be paying attention to these labels and what they mean. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, as a parent, I would say I'm not going to, you know, I'm going to see that and it's immediately going to throw up a red flag. I'm going to see that and I'm going to go home and I'm going to or sit there even on my phone right there. I mean, that's technology is going to help a lot with this because you can mm. pull out your phone and be like, okay, why does it have this rating or this, this extra deal on it? Exactly. And it's like, okay, if it's, you know, if it's like Overwatch where you just get a loot box because you've leveled up or because you got an achievement, then maybe you know but if it's like something you have to pay to get more loot boxes for a competitive edge or you know extra cosmetics or something then it becomes a little different you know i and, and i don't i don't like that so it's it's one of those things yeah uh, for me it's a huge red flag yeah so and i was interested i i pointedly asked you asked you that question because i also asked my mom um what that phrase meant to her I actually mm -hmm. saw my mom a question. Um, so mind you, my mom is not technologically illiterate. Both my mom and my stepdad are uh, or have been IT professionals. My stepdad is a system administrator. They both work on computers all day. They both have built computers. They know technology. They know software. My mom works as a part of a soft, software uh, development wing of her business. Um. So I, so I sent her a message and I said, um, if you're buying a game for my brother and on the loot box or on the not loot box, I'm sorry, on the box of the product, it says, quote, in game purchases include random items. What does that mean to you? She responds, I'm not sure if I've noticed that before. I didn't tell her that it, this is a new label. Um, it seems like that is a way to get non age appropriate material into the game. She uh, follow. I said, what are the red flags? She said, it also seems like it could be bundling something that you are not requesting. So you are purchasing a new tool and it's adding random stuff as well that you might not know about. So here's where my biggest gripe is with this. The vague intent, and, I, and I'm going to be very bald faced in this. I, what I believe is intentionally vague phrasing that is meant to in some way obfuscate what is actually going on with these systems right because we've talked about it before and i've said it blue in the face you know we can argue about the semantics of gambling and what it legally is the reality is, is that loot boxes prey upon the psychological pinnings of gambling the risk versus reward and getting the reward the skinner box solutions right so <laughs> the intentionally vague way to get around it where they don't have to say it's simulated gambling or that, you know, all these other things to get around the semantic definitions and legal definitions. Um, I, my other biggest issue with this is for the, for the selling of physical boxes, right? You go and you get your Xbox One box or Xbox One copy of Rocket League, Call of Duty, whatever. The games are now digital and fluid. You, I mean, you always have to uh, download updates or patches whenever you get a new game and install it on your console. So if it's old packaging, then how, 
if it's old packaging and it says right there, it doesn't say right there that the current patches have these mechanics, how can how are parents supposed to make informed decisions? If if so things no. are changing and fluid, if it's not on the package, it's supposed to be on the package, but if they add that a month later after release, then the packaging is no longer accurate, and you can't expect. You, I mean, that's that's a whole, then. What's the point of the the label? You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, it's kind of like whenever uh whenever the um the hot coffee mod thing happened with San Andreas, and they tried to pull all the coffees and put AO on them, and all it did was create a logistical nightmare. So it's it, for me, it seems like it's one of those things that like they have to institute this in, and there's just going to be that tr- that weird transition period where they're going to have to kind of just let things go, um, you know, and try to just push them to get the the older copies either out or if studios i mean if studios and publishers and whatever are willing to do it go ahead and have them you know just send back the copies put new packaging on it send it back or something which again that would create a logistical nightmare well in it's such a logistical nightmare i think it would be unreasonable for anyone to try and mind you this isn't legally enforceable packaging um so to me it is it is intentionally built in such a way that allows the members of the ESA who are the industry, right? The the ESA is run by the industry. It's supposed to be the self-governed thing, but it's ran by execs from EA and Ubisoft and, you know, Sony Interactive and all these other people. Um, right. To me, it's it's designed in such a way that it's, it's false teeth. It's, you know, obviously it's just good, you know, good it's a good front to put to the government to say we're not exploiting people we're putting packages we're putting information on the packages that say what's here still but i mean if a company can just skirt around it by releasing a patch a month later after release then it's toothless it's useless it's fluff right that's my biggest gripe with this with this idea yeah it it would be it would be a, you're right it would be a lot better of a system if it was legally enforceable you know like like putting the ratings on there kind of like you know the mpaa and the you know esrb um if they could legally enforce that these things had to have this on there but i mean yeah if they're kind of self-regulated it does kind of make it a moot point you know what they call that danny what's that virtue signaling (laughs) yes you're not wrong you're not wrong. And I mean, because, yeah, you, you, you know, you include the fact that EA is, you know, they have people on this board. It just becomes at, the, at that point, you're already like, all right, you know, th- there's something shady going on. Like, all you got to do is just throw in like they have anybody in it or any kind of toes dipped in it. And it's like, oh, well, shit, what's yeah. wrong with it then? Yeah, like I said, it, this is the this is supposed to be the self-governing body of the games industry. You know, they're the ones that put together E3. Um, and by the way, they doxed a bunch of journalists then uh, or last year. So good riddance, E3. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just one of those things. I those were the two things. I'm like the the vague, the vagueness. You know, to me, is a big issue my mom didn't didn't know what that meant i told i told her exactly the phrasing i gave her the exact phrasing um and said what does this mean to you you see this on the on the next game you buy my brother what does this mean to you and she couldn't tell me and my mom's not my mom's not technologically illiterate yeah and and, and in 
you know, if you're looking at loot boxes in the same light that we do, she, you know, wasn't wrong in the way she worded that, you know, because, you know, sneaking non-age appropriate material into the game, gambling is not age appropriate in my opinion. So it's like technically she wasn't wrong, but there are so many like different viewpoints on what these are and what these aren't that it does. It sends like a horribly, horribly vague, you know, yeah, idea. It's it's like it's literally an empty gesture at yeah. that point. Yeah. And it's like I said, it's toothless. It's, it doesn't mean anything. It's fluff. It's, you know, it's just one more thing for people to get confused about. You know, it's not like and this is where the problem gets into the the semantics of the word gambling and the legal requirements of the word gambling, because yeah. you can't just say it's gambling. Right. Because it has legal requirements to meet that definition. Right. There's like a monetary exchange there. It's like it's it's hard to for some places it's hard to consider it gambling when you're exchanging money for you're going to get something back guaranteed but you don't know if it's going to be worth what what you're paying for it and unless they have those things in like a store listed price wise they could say that well whatever you got out of that loot box is worth what you paid for the loot box yeah so it's a part of the problem where they are being very unintentionally so unhelpful in defining and you know going through these terms and in and giving it a proper definition because they say in a lot of articles and you know a lot of statements you know parents you know one one third of parents understood what the term loot box was yeah. right when you and most of them are probably parents like me who have young kids i'm just i'm just now turning 30 i've been gaming my whole life you know yeah like, yeah um so that's a and that's a surprising issue that i didn't really think about because you know of course we know what the term loot box is as gamers and we can explain at least some of us can explain why it's not technically gambling but it, from a legal standpoint from a legal standpoint yeah but from like a philosophical or an ethical standpoint or psychological <laughs> yeah yeah because because it does you know you're like oh well i'm gonna get another one because maybe i can get this rare item you know yeah. it's and then, and but also, you know, you look at it from the point of view of like the younger parents that are aware of what these things are. You don't even like people like Moo, Moo, people like me who are, uh, you know, against loot boxes as it is. I'm likely to look up if a game has loot boxes in it before I get it for my kid, anyways, regardless of if there's a label. Like if yeah. I, if my son's like, I want this game, Dad. I, can can I get this game? You know, if I give you the money, will you get it for me or something like that? I I will Google it and. I will see if it's appropriate for him. And I, I mean, I will Google, does it have loot boxes? And that's where I'll find out whether or not it does, regardless of if it's on the packaging. So it, it, it that kind of reinforces the idea of the whole empty gesture virtue signaling thing. Because most of the people who would pay attention to that label for that specific thing, with it being as vague as it is, um, would probably look up to see if it was, you know, appropriate regardless. You know. Yeah. Uh, Green, you look like you had a thought. Oh, uh, it's just the the only thing that really concerns me with this whole conversation is we got to be very, very leery on saying it's gambling versus not gambling, which we pretty much already covered. I mean, it, it you know it's like the same. Does video games cause violence versus you know is it gambling versus not gambling? It's very a very gray area. So if you're if you're confused on our viewpoint of this, go back a couple of months. You'll you'll hear like a an actual like a long 
conversation we had about you know the actual mm -hmm. you know ins and outs psychologically because because there are you know there's obviously the legal definition of gambling and i mean apparently loot boxes don't fall under that otherwise they wouldn't allow them in games that kids have access to but from a psychological standpoint we'll boil that whole conversation down really briefly that if this kid goes in here and gets something really awesome out of this loot box it's going to trigger that dopamine signal in his brain he's going to want to do it again and again and again it's just mm -hmm. you know psychologically it can become addictive whether you consider it gambling whether you consider it gambling or not it has the same psychological properties that gambling has just without the monetary the money for money transaction in it yeah yeah, that's kind of where I've sat on it. And legal definitions, like I said, we we've argued about the legal definitions about the about if loot boxes are gambling on this show probably since early 2018. It's been or not early 2018, uh, mid 2018 uh, when the show started. It, this has been this has been such a, a reoccurring topic. This goes back to the very start of the podcast when Ren and Spectissa were my co-hosts. Um, it's a conversation that comes up a lot though yeah. because things because things start to change. Because I remember the last time we did, we actually got into an in depth discussion on it, we were talking about you know how companies can be, or how it could be better better regulated. Um, because we were talking about in-app purchases on phone games, which are incredibly hard yeah, to regulate, you know, and, and so it becomes harder to do it on a mass scale at that point. And I think people are just kind of like giving up on trying to figure out a way actually to solve the problem. And instead, they're going to just virtue signal about it, make you feel like they're trying to take care of you. Yeah. So, you know, we talked a lot about like what what the the phrasing and stuff like that. Do you guys have a better way you would phrase this for for the rating on the box? What, how would you describe a loot box system so somebody knows about it when you look at the box? We'll uh, go with you, Rev. Mm. I mean, because because again, you know, you, you do talk about the the one in three or yeah, the one in three even recognizing what loot box means. I mean, the only other phrasing I could think to put on there aside from just gambling because you can't really put that on there because of the legal definition yada 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 but i mean you could put something on there about you know randomized uh randomized transactions but it it's so hard to pinpoint it down to actually make people who don't understand understand it it's it's so hard because there are so many people who are uneducated on what these terms mean like that's step one would be educating people on what it means but Hell, you have people who just don't care. It's like, oh yeah, I'm gonna buy my son that video game, and move on from there. It's just, they just need to redefine gambling, where you could just put gambling on it and call it call it a day. But it's, it's just it's so difficult. Yeah, there's it's, so many muddy gray areas in it. It's one of those things where it's like you know you pick up a box of Wheaties and you read the ingredients in the box of Wheaties, and how and what do you know those ingredients are, and they've done you know they've done things with like ingredient lists where they have to break down what's in those ingredients right if they're using some sort of um like non-yeast leavening agent they have to say you know this is a leavening agent for this for this you know processed pastry right, right. you know the, or you know they're using um a more processed wheat flour you know they have to say you know it's this kind of wheat flour or you know uh say they're not using cane sugar 
or something like that, right? So there has to be something that they that we can do that can break it down. You know, when some, you know, if it's like on a food packaging, it's like some sort of version of glucose, right? Or fructose. Mm -hmm. You know, how many right. people actually know that fructose is a sugar? Um, exactly. And they yeah, have I mean, to say it's sugar on there. So mm -hmm. it, they have to do something very similar to this where, you know, the, the gamer vernacular, the gamer slang, the gamer verbiage is loot box, but there has to be a word, there has to be a phrase, there has to be an idea out there that translates well to parents who are not literate in this subject and can look yeah. at that and understand what it means. And unfortunately, yeah, along the lines of like in-game purchases uh, may or may not produce results equal to the value of the purchase or I mean, just it's so hard because there's not like a def uh, loot box is our defined term you know like like you're talking about the whole you know fructose and and stuff like that it's like loot box is like the sugar and then we have all these like other terms used to kind of like boil it down to loot boxes and so it's it, like while people generally understand what sugar is in in the ingredient sense it's just we don't have enough people that understand what loot boxes are yet um, this is something obviously that will change over time. It just become it's difficult right now. Um, it's, it, it's kind of like you get to the point where it starts to blur lines. Cause it's like, it's almost like, well, you're going to have these people that'll argue, well, what's the difference in that? And, you know, getting a happy meal and not knowing what toy you're going to get, you know, it, 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 is that a, an asinine argument? I a hundred percent believe it, but it's, you're going to get the people that'll do that because there's always an argument on every side. It's just it, until, I, I feel like this is just going to be like a bite the bullet and try to educate people until people have a generalized understanding of what loot box is as a term. And it's, it's not going to be like something we could do overnight. Mm -hmm. It's something that's going to take a few years. Cause I mean, hell years and years and years ago, people didn't know what sugars were until somebody came along and explained what sugars were. So, I mean, we might have to be waiting for that time that somebody comes out and puts out a, you know, like a, a mass press release on here's exactly what the term loot box means in regards to video games. So that way parents can understand better. They'll put on a seminar or something. <laughs> Look, we got it. We just got to go and put this on on uh, CBS. OK, guys. Yeah. Have, yeah, have <laughs> like minutes. a we like 60 somebody, minutes. Somebody sound that. like a, somebody needs to get on there and sound like a, what's his name? Uh, Paul Harvey. Get all the old people to listen. You know. Just get him on there and make somebody sound like Paul Harvey and then have him announce what loot boxes are and and then old people will know. Uh, uh, Is Pat Sajak going on? <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say if we can get Charlie Rose, but uh, I don't think he's available right now. <laughs> what about Johnny Cash? I heard, he, I heard he's got time on his hands. <laughs> um, Paul Harvey, good day. <laughs> We'll we'll get uh we'll we'll get a PSA rolling. We'll get <laughs> we'll get Alex Trebek. Hi, I'm Alex Trebek. You might know me from Jeopardy. This is what a loot box is. It's like, did you know Jeopardy is also a video game? Speaking of video games. Speaking of video games. Um, Green, are there any terms that you would use? Any phrases that you think would would encapsulate the idea? Uh, a a bullshit system that is used to gain extra cash from from a game that they've already paid $60 for. 
it's bullshit. That's what it is. I, I don't know. It's like I have a hard time saying it's gambling, like outright. Like my opinion is, it is simulated gambling. Mm-hmm. But like, am I gonna say it's outright gambling? No, I, I shouldn't. So. But yeah, I I just I've never been a fan of loot boxes, especially with how EA has handled loot boxes in the past. Shame one, on you, EA. One thing they could do is you know put on there just straight up that you know contains loot boxes, and then put like an asterisk or you know underneath it actually have like a small segment in fine print where they explain what it is. That way, at the very least, the parents that care have access to that information. Because I mean, hell, when you think about it, the parents. I mean, no matter what terminology you use, the parents that don't care aren't going to care. They're not going to look at it. You know, they, they, I mean, there's a reason your kid is out here asking you to buy this game for them with their money. That, that in and of itself is a red flag, but those parents don't care. They're going to get their kid what they want. So if you could at least put on there, you know, next to where it says you'll rated M or rated T put, you know, like a big LB there for loot box or something. And then for underneath it, it explain what a loot box is and so that way the parents that you know the parents that are curious as to what it is and whether or not it's appropriate for their child will look at it kind of like the parental advisory sticker on a cd hell i don't even think i knew those existed until i was almost 18 (laughs) um yeah no my my family when it came to the parental advisory sticker um i wasn't allowed to have those albums until i was 14 Um, And that's what I'm saying. Like some parents care. Some parents will look at that. And those same parents that that care and look at that, they'll see that LB and then underneath it, a disclaimer. And we'll actually read it and see, okay, what kind of content am I fixing to provide for my child? Yeah. Um, Just a a quick question, a thought that I had related to this. Do you think anything that has one of these systems in it should be rated M? Or do you guys think, regardless of the other content that's in the game, should it be rated M? Or do you guys think it should be rated based on the content and then that added on? I think, of course, 100% the game should be rated on content. So, like, if it's got violence and stuff like that, obviously M. But, like, my thing is, if if there's a monetary system at all, like, like an actual physical money system where you have to pay for these randomized items it's rated in for mature. But if it's like an in-game earned thing that you don't pay anything for, it's just something you earn for leveling up. Like I've, I've used this example before um, with the whole Overwatch thing. You know, you can just, you literally just level up and earn loot boxes. And maybe, you know, those stuff like that maybe get rated T for teen, but still have the the loot box disclaimer on them. But anything with an actual physical monetary out-of-pocket expense on top of it, definitely rated in for mature because at that point you are exchanging your own money for this opportunity at gaining something worth either more or less. That's my feeling on it. Mm-hmm. Green? 100% agree. It could be like the the most fucking basic game like a Mario game, rated E for everyone game. And if it if it requires if it gives you the option to put money into it to get a randomized thing, it should be rated M automatically. 
Yeah, I, I just don't believe that any game that's rated E for everyone should have access to any kind of randomized loot box experience because that's just too young for children to experience that psychologically, in my personal opinion. Um, but that's I mean, I'm with Green on that. Yeah, I mean, even if you know it's a it's a Mario game and you get you know say you you beat a level and. I mean, heck, when you think about it, kind of like Mario 3, whenever you'd beat a level, there would be the box that they're spinning real fast. You go up and hit it. You don't know what you're going to get. Are you going to get the, you know, the star, the mushroom, the whatever, you know, that may be taking it a little bit to the extreme, but something similar to that, maybe it gets moved up a little bit. Like if it's, if it's an actual loot box that you don't exchange money for, it has to be rated T because you are, you earned it through the gameplay, but it's still that randomized kind of you know, whatever kind of feeling, but yeah, well, uh, we've talked about it on the show before, but you know, Pokemon games, um, in the EU, they get, uh, when they have the game corners, like, uh, Pokemon fire, red leaf, green, um, Ruby, Emerald, Sapphire, they all got, um, knocked up, uh, knocked up, uh, uh rating <laughs> because they, um, had game rooms or had the game corners in there. Um, so, yeah, that's it. You guys have anything else you want to talk about on this on the subject? Any thoughts, opinions? No, it kind of um, seems like we're all on the same the same page about it. It, it when it like in like when you boil it all down to the basic, you know, the basic essence of it all, we're all kind of on the same page that one loot box bad. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but there are obviously just some kind of logistical things and some little minor deals here and there that could be different, but all in all, I think we all kind of have the same outlook on it. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, do we want to move on to our last topic? The piece de resistance, the oh. cherry on top. Mm. The, the climax, if you will, the climax, this sweet, sweet nut. Um, mm. hot. <laughs> we got some more free stuff got, to talk to you guys about. I got the perfect emote for this. Yeah. Go on ahead. so (laughs) god damn dude there you go um get a crumb (laughs) so we have some free stuff to let you guys know about starting on april 27th and ending on may 1st you guys can pick up shogun i'm sorry total war shogun 2 for free on steam um you can also uh on Uplay starting on April 14th pick up Assassin's Creed 2 for free. Uh so those are some free things you guys can pick up. Um another thing uh is I know Green you've played D&D once maybe twice it's exactly one time. <laughs> I've played D&D for uh, off and on for the last five years, six years, maybe. Um, Wizards of the Coast is putting out a bunch of uh, free stuff uh, for people during this time. Um, Some great digital tools uh, through Roll20, whatever else. And so they're calling it the Stay at Home, Play at Home uh, free material package. Uh, it's on the official D and D wizards of the coast website. Uh, it's going to, it includes a bunch of stuff like starter set rule book, uh, pre-generated character sheets, um, and even some coloring book pages of like beholders and dragons and all sorts of nonsense. 
um it is being updated every day uh monday through friday currently oh another thing i was going to mention uh it also has the pre-generated campaign um minds of fandelver i believe is how you pronounce that um so i mean you've got literally everything there to start playing um like i said it's being updated every monday through friday currently so it's an excellent time to get into the hobby if you haven't tried it out before um it's fucking awesome try out dnd dnd is one of those experiences it's great socially um if you have people who can play want to play with you can meet up it's great to just have a few drinks with friends and tell stupid stories highly suggest it um yeah that's I'm that's still mad at you <laughs> I'm, I'm still mad about that bamboozle so the we played a halloween game i was the dm um in the halloween game they were playing as these people looking for survivors on the zombie infested island every zombie they killed added 10 hit points to the big boss at the end uh that's why they're mad because they killed literally every zombie they came across and every time we get, went to go into a fight i asked are we sure about this <laughs> no 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 because like leroy jenkins is fuck them all up like this is my first time we might might need to chill just a little bit like ease it in just the tip like calm down it's what happens Slide when you hide it in don't don't go jamming things in places <laughs> you gotta be gentle it's it's just what happens when you have a paladin and they see undead they just can't help it they have a hard-on for killing undead it's but not their you fault knew it. you knew it <laughs> so this is your fault that was all your fault you were a cleric you were fine <laughs> you can do radiant damage out the ass i don't know what i was doing <laughs> it's okay see you need one of those hard uh just beatings to understand the game <laughs> oh yeah beat me hard dad mm -hmm. um was there any other free stuff that you guys noticed or, or felt like you wanted to mention i should mention the playstation ones go ahead uh the uncharted i believe comes out tomorrow back on the uh, uncharted collection Nathan Drake collection comes out tomorrow. And then um uh, what was it called? Journey. That's right, Journey. Is gonna be free. Uh starting uh, the fifteenth, so tomorrow. So if you have PlayStation, pick those up. Especially the do it. Uncharted. Yeah, do it. Do it now. Yeah. I just have one that I would recommend, and it's it's more of just like a demo. But I haven't got to talk about it since uh, since I found out. Um, you've you heard me talk about at PAX South both this year and last year. Me and me and uh, my friend Viva got really into Kung Fu Kickball. You can download the demo that takes you through a small bit of a uh, a small bit of the story mode in it uh, on Steam right now for free. I don't know when it's coming out for sure, but you can get a good decent amount of fun little gameplay on the demo. Uh, that's that's kind of one of the ones that I would recommend. And don't don't download Warzone uh, if you don't like tutorials. Um, I've been going. I, I decided to download that for the first time, and it took me like almost forty five minutes to even get into a game because of all the tutorials and waiting and doing the stuff. I had a cussing fit 
a lot of a cussing fit. <laughs> Enough to make nice. a soundboard out of. It was You loved it. I did not. I did the opposite of that. <laughs> uh was there anything else we wanted to talk about the show? No. I, I'm going to give us. I can give a sneak peek. I'll be covering a, a game called Figment next week that was free on Epic a couple weeks ago that looks adorable, and the sequel is going to drop soon. So uh, we'll be. Uh, I'll, I'll be discussing that next week, but I'm just kind of giving a little taste. Awesome. Well, let's go on ahead. We'll uh, Green. You look like you're just going to say something. Can I mention something about my hair? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna. I, I well. Go ahead, uh, wrap it up, and then I'll do it during my okay. thing. Well, um, we're just going to go right to Green and uh, ask him what's coming Bill. up on his channel. Bill <laughs> shit. Okay, so I have uh, originally got my hair cut a certain way, and I have uh, decided that I'm going to grow out my hair. I'm going to let continue letting it grow. I'm not going to get my hair cut. And I'm going to get to the point where I'm going to donate my hair for uh, one of the cancer wig groups. And then uh, I'm also going to do a charity stream when I cut my hair. So keep an eye out for that on my Twitter, Instagram, Twitch, Facebook, YouTube. I don't know. All the time, Mr. Green. Yeah, it, it's. Yours is hot. Wait. It's getting long. Like it, I've never had it this. I haven't had it this long since I was fourteen. Back when I was a sad boy. I'm not Hot gonna damn. lie, me moist as a towelette looking at it. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, like it, it literally it goes mm. down to my nose at least. Oh so. boy, you're gonna have to rock that haircut when you get scared because it'll be funny. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, that's 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 what's coming up. I would I want to say it's going to take at least six months at the earliest. Yeah, at well, least. So, what are you doing this week? Uh, in terms of like games and whatever else streams and uh, probably that? Apex, uh, Modern Warfare, and a little bit of Minecraft. All right, uh, Pod right. So, uh, tomorrow, uh, tomorrow morning this is it's tuesday night as of the broadcast so wednesday morning 10 a.m central i'm going to start uh playing figment i'm going to kind of get back to the uh the indies and coffee i've got some great coffee sent to me by mr green elite and i need to start drinking it um it's a it's a nice little indie game i'm going to be doing that um the rest of the week probably going to be playing some more among us um that's another game i would like to talk about because i think people would love that game um aside from that i I'm going to be getting the ukulele soon-ish, hopefully. And oh, yeah. I still got to figure out how I'm going to who I'm gonna send that to you. Uh, and then I'm gonna actually going to uh, learn how to play it. I'm going to start doing little mini concerts during streams, like during breaks and, and stuff. I'm just going to sit there and start playing ukulele on stream. But the one, I'm, I'm going to get my hands on a, big, uh, on a big piece of leather, and I'm going to stream myself mask making with that leather. I'm going to do like a full mask. It's going to be fun. I don't know when that's going to be, hopefully sooner rather than later, but... Until then, it's going to be just typical indie games and fun times. And you can find me at RevSpin, as you can see on the screen here or in the show notes if you're listening. And it's RevSpin TV, like literally everywhere else. Excellent. Uh, coming up on my channel. Wait, what's going on? I just saw your face. It says Reverend Spin in your chat still. Oh, 
Sorry, I gotta fix that. <laughs> um, coming up on my channel, we beat the Ender Dragon last night, so we'll be doing um, probably a little bit more Minecraft. But I'm gonna start winding down on it now that we kind of got a lot of the stuff out of the way. We'll we'll probably do a boss rush of some of some short of some sort here soon. Um, otherwise, I picked up um, Fallout New Vegas. Uh, the best Fallout game, don't at me. Um, and then also picked up the uh, Elder Scrolls Arena and Elder Scrolls 2 Daggerfall. So maybe we'll go into some like real retro shit here shortly. Um, other than that, not a whole hell of a lot coming up on my channel. You guys can't... Oh, I did want to mention I did do a video on Dead Frontier 2 on my YouTube channel. So if you guys um are aren't subscribed to my youtube channel go look it up danny kane media um it's also where the podcast gets uploaded to after the show um other than that guys uh that's gonna do it for this week's episode we appreciate all of you guys for joining us here and being extra patient i know that the uh upload speed was acting really wonky um so hopefully it wasn't too unenjoyable for you guys to watch. Uh, if you guys didn't miss any part of the show, you guys can find us on um, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, TuneIn, and everywhere podcasts are found. You guys can also find us on uh, YouTube, so subscribe there. Uh, if you guys like what we do, there's a few ways you can support us, and most notably is just by telling your friends um, about the show or giving us a rating and a review on the podcast platform of your choice. Um, other than that, guys, we appreciate all of you for being here. Have a wonderful rest of your evening, and we will talk to you later. Kisses. Kisses. We appreciate you listening to the show. If you like what you heard, please tell a friend about what we do.